Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Mm, second time Dusty's heard that intro. Grassy. <laughs> and today, <laughs> we're going to talk about that bye week. We're going to talk about that bye week. And it's been, it's been many moons. It's been a few mm-hmm. years now. It's been a couple couple years. I think it's been a bit, uh, yeah. Been a, bit, a little bit, a bit, a bit. And so... We bring back a man, oh buddy, not only a friend of the show, but his fashion sense is equal to no other. (laughs) He does all the Packers content. He's constantly churning it out. He's on the pack a day. He's on the Cheesehead TV. He's on the Packer Report. You didn't think I'd say all of them, but I said all of them. He's got his own sub stack. Ladies and gentlemen, returning for his second time to Packcast, Dusty Evely. Thank you, thank you. You know your your intro actually. You've 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 upped your game, Tom. Like you said, it's been a couple of years. It's it's really it's taken. I'm I'm proud of you. I didn't you know. Got Nothing bigger. else it's has amazing. upgraded. Nothing <laughs> else. Everything else has actually downgraded. It's it's gotten worse. <laughs> but the well, intro, yeah, that's no. how I hook them. That's what matters. That's the hook, man. Yeah, you got it. You got it nailed. I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Listen, they watch the first ninety seconds, and then the YouTube algorithm tells me it just tanks. Right after that, they come for the intro and they're like, I've heard everything I need to hear. And and then that's all. They go and check out the guests and that's it. But buddy, you're back. Great to see you. How you been? You good? I'm good, man. You know, life's crazy. Uh, same same for everyone, right? Uh, for multiple reasons that I'm not boring anyone with. But yeah, no, I've been good, man. You know, good Packer season. Uh, been a while since we've talked. And so uh, yeah. I'm excited to be back on, man. Things are, things are, things are fine. Things are fine. This is good. This is good. This is good. Just like wipe away the tears and the blood. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's, it's, it's good. Fine. It's going uh, to be good. It's going. Yeah, to be good. It's, it's fine. Yeah, buddy. I mean, it's been it's been a bit, and just seeing the kind of stuff that you're churning out. And if folks, if you're not if you're not familiar with Dusty, well, you will be after this episode. But my man is breaking down plays like it's nobody's business. You know, there's there's people that think they know what they're talking about and then there's people like dusty who actually know what they're talking about and they're using the visuals they're using the auditory they're using it they're all the learning preferences in in one thing and dusty <laughs> kind of just to even start this thing out you know i've seen you tweet on it before you're just like you know i see all these people creating all this content and i'm like oh man do i have a place well first of all you got a place not only on the internet <laughs> but in my heart and soul. <laughs> See, that's, that's but, all I wanted, Tom. That's the only place but, I wanted. But me. tell the people you're like, oh, Tom, yeah, I could really pay my rent with that. <laughs> but <laughs> tell the people kind of what some of the work that you do. Like, what what are you doing when you're breaking down these plays? Is it for like the everyday fan that wants to get more involved in the game? I see you recommending books all the time mm-hmm. to kind of take that next level. As we know, football is like an onion. Yeah, yeah, the the delicious onion. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, my my thought has always been, and I I hope it still comes across that way. My hope has always been, because uh, when I started doing this, I've been doing this like nine years or something. I didn't know anything, you know. I know I liked watching football. I liked when the men banged their heads together. That was fun for me. Uh, and then it was, I you know, I kind of I started. I think it was football outsiders started getting this. Oh, there's more to football than just than just these little things that are that happen yeah. off the screen. Um, and so what I've always wanted to do, because when I started trying to get into it, it was always very like jargon heavy. It was all, if you didn't know the terminology, if you didn't know that specific jargon, like I, you'd get lost real, real quick. Uh, and so for like, what I've always tried to do is just how I want to write something that I would want to read uh, and that I hope people that don't know a whole lot want to read. And so I hope that still comes across, but that's my, my goal is, especially with the videos now, short and sweet, 
talk through it relatively quickly, try to keep it like high-ish level, get into a little bit of history, get into a little bit of terminology, but not enough that you get lost. Yeah. Just so like, if you're curious, okay, how did this play happen? You can follow along, even if you're just kind of jumping in that. Again, I, I hope, I hope that still comes across, but certainly like the lane I've always tried to stay in. Cause I think what's interesting is because like you, you talking about how like, well, the Packers are doing right. So the Packers are having a good season and it's funny because you point you as a traditional fan, like what casual fan would have you, you could point to things, right? And be like, mm -hmm. oh, like, you know, Rashawn Gary is having himself a nice year. Or like, oh, you know, uh AJ Dillon is looking pretty good. And like for like in layman terms or for like the casual fan, like that's what they see. They say AJ Dillon, you know, barreling over someone, they're like, Oh, he played football good. And so because of that, we have a good run game. But I think what you offer, and I think it's so valuable, is you go like, there. it's so much deeper than just that. It's saying like, look who is blocking on that play. Mm -hmm. Look at this design. Look at this scheme in which it's creating these running routes. And I think like that that's just another layer that if you start diving into it, you go, oh, this is a complicated football game. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's, it's the more I dig in. Cause what I try to do like during the season, uh, I spend so much time with Packers stuff and then I'll try to, you know, watch games where I can, I watch a lot of football, but I don't break a whole lot down, but I'm just kind of, I'm maintaining through the year. And then off season, I've been spending off seasons as much as I can reading a bunch of books or doing coaching clinics sure. or just trying to, trying to learn a little more and then trying to distill that down a little bit more. Uh, and so like, I, there's still like, you watch something one week and you're like, Oh, I didn't know football worked that way. Uh, and so it's yeah. still like I've been I like I said I've been doing this for a while. I think the past four off seasons have been very football heavy trying to learn stuff and I'm still like, "Oh, that's so simple. Why didn't I think of that before?" Yeah. The whole the idea that like a progression is a progression because it makes the quarterback's head move a certain way, which then opens up something later in the progression. Like it's not just I think this guy will be open, then this guy will be open. It's you're looking off, you're essentially looking off the safety. Yeah. by that first read that's something that i was like oh okay that that for some reason that didn't cross my mind at all so it's Makes uh, sense. Al always a learning always a learning experience so i'm gonna th i'm gonna throw a couple things at you mm. okay so some people be talking about the sexiest head coach in the nfl coach mm -hmm. Malifor, right mm -hmm. it's, i mean that's a given there's no there's no correct and, and of course many intelligent people many saying that he should be uh you know up for coach of the year and so based off of what you do and what you're looking at, can you give any credence to why you think, or maybe not, Matt LaFleur should be in that conversation for Coach of the Year based on the things that you've seen so far this season? I mean, coaching is always tricky because like you can't you can't quantify it. You can't like if we're unless yes. you're in the room, like you can't know what all goes on there. I think the things the things that I you know always look for is are the guys playing hard and especially like on on the side that he's an expert or anyone's an expert. If they're trying to deceive something, how long do they hold that deception? Um, how and how well do they execute what they're trying to execute? And then for an offensive coach, a lot of that's game planning stuff. Yeah. So I'm looking at like, okay, if these guys are out, which I don't know if you know, Tom, a lot of guys have been out this year. Uh, I think we had a couple injuries. Yeah, <laughs> had a couple injuries. And the Jordan Love game kind of stands out. Like, and I think he even said I could have done a better job, but he didn't know until Wednesday that Love was starting for yeah. reasons we won't talk about. But I mean, when he's had to make changes, when, he, when he's had to go in, like you'll see different approaches versus different defenses on a weekly basis. I mean, he's been doing that. He's been getting something he's been getting better at. He was a play caller for all of yeah. one year before he became a head coach. And so the first year was a little rough and the second year was a little better. And this this third year, I mean, I, I was talking about this this past week, two weeks ago. Who knows? No, it was this past week. He's against the Rams. Um you know, the Packers are typically in a wide zone team. So the blocking is kind of different. You're spreading out. You're looking for those cutback lanes. Mm -hmm. Dylan is such a bruising guy. They went 80% inside zone, 
just like, oh, let's have Dylan. Yeah, Dylan just bash heads. Like that that kind of approach, that changes because they didn't think Jones was going to be in uh, and he ended up playing a few snaps. Yeah. Like those kinds of things or just a lot of the quick game stuff. You knew you knew that the Rams were going to, they've got that good defensive line. The offensive line, you know, was a little banged up. They went quick game. And I think, you know, <laughs> the thing, it's always hard to separate Rogers stuff, but I think as a coach, it's, you coach the guys you have in front of you, right? Sure. And so Rodgers is so good at the quick game stuff. If you didn't go quick game, that makes you a bad coach. Like, you know what yeah. his strength is. You know what the team is. You go inside zone, you bash them straight on, and then you have Rodgers operate the quick game, and you've got, they're kind of pairing these concepts. Sometimes you'd have two short concepts. You'd split the field in half, one on one side, one on the other, and mm -hmm. then you'd have a long and short. And so Rodgers could take a peek at the at the long, take the shot if you wanted to, and come back to the short if you wanted to. Like, it's, it's, to me, that's it's a it's so, it's so simple, man. It's coach the guys in front of you and just basically have them do what they do well. And so that's why it's so hard to separate that. Sure. But I think he's done a tremendous job at that this year. Well, it's interesting because I think that that's one of the reasons why. Because I mean, the floor is coming off of two back to back NFC Championship games. He's thirteen and three each of those years. And I think a lot of people point to well, he has Aaron Rodgers, right? Like that's like mm -hmm. the old you know adage. And I think at the same time, you look at McCarthy. You know, and especially like down the stretch, the Packers almost right were always competitive when Aaron Rodgers was healthy, except for like those two years, you know, whatever. Yeah. But when he's healthy, most of the time, the Green Bay Packers were at least in the playoffs and they were in like, you know, the race. Mm -hmm. And I think people, especially towards the end of McCarthy's tenure, you know, you had like the the quote of you know you gave like the keys to Rodgers and we're like okay and then you got surprised when he was driving the car and like it was Aaron Rodgers offense and you know oh no my headset's not working coach nope definitely <laughs> didn't hear that you know you had some of that and I think that when Fork first comes in that's all those articles of like oh well Aaron Rodgers is not going to get along with him because they're going to butt heads and what have you but from just from where I'm sitting and I'm curious if you, what you're um, from your perspective just the way that Aaron Rodgers has developed even further because, you know, you had a couple years where it was like, all right, whether he's playing hurt or he, he was still great, but he wasn't like what we had come to expect. And like, yeah. all right, maybe that's a start to be like, you know, the decline. And now look at what he's been able to do over these past couple of seasons. So I think like that speaks to what your LaFleur comment is, you know, because it's saying, hey, play to your strengths and be put in positions that you're most successful. But how have you seen like Aaron Rodgers evolve over these past few years under LaFleur? When we saw that, I mean, that first year was a little, I mean, they went 13-3 NFC Championship game and some of that was yeah. a little fluky, I think. Uh, and Rodgers certainly didn't have his best year. I can't remember what it was, 26 touchdowns or something. I can't remember exactly what the yeah, numbers I think were it was 26. Like. And it was, some of those concepts, it was, it was a melding. And they've even talked about that. It was like this, LaFleur comes in and wants to do this. And the way you, I don't know, the way you install that offense, everything flows through wide zone. Like, and so it's, it's wide zone and then you're building stuff off it. And I don't want to disparage, disparage McCarthy because I think he did, you know, did, won a Super Bowl and did some really good things sure. in Green Bay. LaFleur brought an offense with him where I feel like McCarthy had more or less a group of plays by the end. Um, you had Got these it. kind of modern passing concepts. And a lot of times people were saying, well, McCarthy, you know, he's not running those concepts. What's well, not true. He was, he just didn't know exactly how to run them. He was like, yeah. well, I saw this, we'll do this. But he wasn't using personnel the way you would use personnel and he wasn't building anything i think even in that first year and it was a little bit of a mishmash but you could kind of you could see this is the modernized offense as more condensed Glimpses. splits it was everything's kind of built off of this it was at the time it was that play action bootleg because that plays off the wide zone you don't even need to do a whole lot you dress it up you run out of different formations you have two or three main variations and you go from there it's a little messy but then you see that a little more in that second season and where Rodgers now is, and I think Rodgers even talked about the time, some of that is he was in that same system for so long. 
you get the translation thing. And so it was, it was slow for him. And mm-hmm. then you'd have these guys that would kind of on the screen, you'd see how these guys would pop open where they're supposed to pop open, but it was a different progression. It was a different style than he was used to. And so it was that slight bit of hesitation. Sure. And so instead of these anticipation throws, he's waiting going, Oh, do I need to throw that guy? And by the time he does a linebacker's dropped underneath or something. Yeah. So it was the, the processing was slower. And I think the biggest thing it's been, you know, it's, it's essentially the floor the system now, you know, I know him and Rogers go through a whole bunch of stuff together, which is what a lot of quarterbacks do. Uh, but it's, it's, it's this more of, it's his system. Everything makes sense. And now that Roger's been in it, I mean, now in his third year, I mean, just the processing, that was the big thing, his processing and, and being able to, <laughs> you see like Jared Goff, right? Like Jared yeah. Goff couldn't do much if things broke down. Rogers is, if everything's perfect, he's going to shred you. And then if oh, things yeah. start to break down, he can still make something happen. Like he's still smart sure. enough. He still sees all that stuff. So I think it's just been, it's comfort in the system, comfort in the terminology. And just, I mean, the, I don't know if the game is slowed down because the game's already slow, but just kind of knowing where to go with the ball, knowing how everything functions. It's just, there's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. And I think to your point, he's, it's his third year now in the system, right? And you talk so many interviews of just like, yeah, trying to change the new lingo and the like the language and all that was a monstrous task, mm-hmm. you know, and, and attempt to do that because you're basically in the same system for what, 13 years, you know, yeah. 14 years. That's, that's a big, massive change. And, I think just to to point out the success and I think it's just the creativity at times as well that you, I'm not getting you saying you didn't see it under McCarthy, but I mm. think the, there were flashes of it. Right. And there was like, but then a lot of it was like same old, same old. So with this, you can see adapting to situations, you know, again, you look at the, the chiefs game. And I think like that was the frustrating one because you're like, okay, like this is LaFleur's chance to like go out, call this game plan for mm. Jordan love maybe a little bit too high expectations for every party involved. But, you know, I think it it's just speaks to you have a world-class talent at quarterback and you have a coach that knows what the hell they're doing and is very good at their job. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, as both of them said, the offense hasn't, like, even reached its full potential yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been a big MVS guy and I'm going think him injured kind of that hampered them because they don't have a true speed guy outside of that. I think I love, so him being back, you're starting to see that take off a little bit more. Um, EQ, I've been, I've been banging EQ. the drum for EQ, man. Like since he came on and he's a guy like I've, I've, I've been saying like, listen, even if he has his limitations with, you know, he'll give you some drops. Sometimes he doesn't seem like he knows where, what he's supposed to do. He's a high effort blocker and he's a demon with the ball in his hands. Like he's yeah. so smooth for a guy that size. Like, well, just figure out ways to get the ball in his hands. Like if you have to, yep. and they've been forced to kind of bring him up. I know Roger's been talking about a bunch lately and just seeing how they've been using him. Like, okay, we're just going to, we're going to throw this down to him. We're going to see what happens. And he's got 20 yards. He just makes a couple guys miss. So you get those kind of those pieces starting to click. I think the red zone offense is still a little frustrating, but that's yeah. like last year was unsustainable. They scored, I think at an all time high, I think it was like 73% of their trips to the red zone and a touchdown. Like that was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they can be better. Those like the floor is still good down there. It's just, they're not connecting on some of those, but yeah, I mean, it. I, I think, I think they're right. I mean, I think it's, and I've often, I was saying when they drafted, I think the way offense is going, the way this kind of not necessarily hybrid approach, but you know, forcing teams are going to force you to run. You have to make them pay yeah. for that. And you have to be patient. I kept saying DeGuar is the key to unlock this. Like, I really think I, I was like, DeGuar just seems like he's the key. And now I just think that the key to unlock this is, is AJ Dillon. If they're going to, if they're going to play yeah. too high light boxes, you can throw that RPO all day, that horizontal okay. kind of bubble screen, or yeah, just just AJ Dillon's running into a five man box, and it's Taylor Rapp 
it's just on, just on the ground. Like just, it's it, like, that really does feel like the pieces from two drafts ago are going to be huge in terms of pushing this forward. Well, cause you saw him play for four games last year and you saw how LaFleur wanted to utilize him. And you're like, Oh, like mm-hmm. this is going to be fun. Unfortunately, out for the year and then like dealt with injuries this year, like a little bit of a slow start, like trying to get it going. And you see them like trying to activate him more within the game plan Mm -hmm. um, as we get further down the stretch. And for me, looking at this team, you know, last year, I will still stand tall. But like, I think that that's a Super Bowl winning team last year. I'm right there with you. If Dave Bakhtiari is in, you know, I think it's a different ball game, you know, regardless, I'm not going to dwell on the past. But what I think I love about this team that you didn't see in a team from two years ago, you know, we go, we get clapped by the 49ers in the NFC championship game. I'm not saying I anticipated that, but like there wasn't a lot of like pushback, right. In which it was like, we would get blown out sometimes and we're like, Oh, that's ugly. Like that Mm -hmm. was an ugly game. All right. Well, and then we would win well and we're like, okay, okay, okay. But like this year, the adversity that like the team has like the next man up mentality is through the roof. Like we're no, we've worn that out. If we're tapping that sign every time we're out of the locker room, it's falling off the wall. Right. Like there's been so much of that. And last second field goals, multiple times, you know, game winning drives, unfortunately not getting it done against the Vikings, but almost like game winning interceptions. Um, you know, what do you think is different about this Green Bay Packers team than in previous years? I mean, you have like Devondre Campbell who's coming in and you're like, oh my God, you have someone over the middle now, which is amazing. Because the offense relatively like is unchanged besides like AJ Dillon and Myers and stuff. So I'm just curious of like what you see of this team that may be different from these past two teams who have gone to the championship. I mean, I just said that like you don't really know what a, a coach does, what he's responsible for, what kind of he can give the team. And that's true. But I mean, I do think... I think Joe Barry and and what he's been able to bring and and the defense actually playing well. You know, I'm I'm a I've been I'm a huge believer of you do not put premium capital into the inside linebacker position. Like I've I've long thought that that's it's it's if if your defensive line good is good, your linebackers will be fine. If you keep them clean, guys can make tackles. Like that's just the way this goes. Just the defensive line hadn't been great. What Joe Barry's been able to bring, the defensive line's been playing better, and then Campbell's been playing fast, and that allows Barnes to play fast. Like you so you see that, and so you get the confidence of the defense. Like I don't know if that's part of it. Like, you know, that Niners game both games because i mean like you said that that mc championship game i went into that game thinking like okay listen man like the packers shot themselves on foot a thousand times in the first game if they come out and do okay in this one like they've got it they've got a chance but everything has to go perfectly they got a shot and as soon as it was like that that bosa fumble it was like okay well that's it like that's that was that was their shot and then they kind of shot themselves on foot and we're done now and we're done and yeah we kind of had that last year as well like you said there was these like you get down 10 nothing and it seemed like it was i don't want to say they they packed up but you know they just it did seem like that when they faced a lot of adversity and i don't know if i my theory is that they're like well the the defense isn't gonna bail us out like so there's no confidence in the defense so the offense is like okay well now we gotta i gotta score 20 points on this throw here which you cannot you cannot do the last time i checked the rule books and so (laughs) now with like an actual good defense you can get down a little bit you can have a slow start you can have you know you can be down 10 points heading into halftime or something and still feel like all right listen we've got a good defense they're gonna hold them they they kind of figure these things out 
they can, you know, the opportunistic, you know, we got it. We will have at least a chance for a turnover or two. All sure. we have to do is keep steady. And so I think, I think having confidence in defense allows the offense to not press where they can say, Oh, we can, we can stay yeah. within ourselves. We can stay within our game. We can stay within what God is here. Cause I think that's what, that's what gets you with a lot of these kind of wide zone teams. And the Packers are somewhat different, just the, the, the nature of having Rogers and Adams and those yeah. guys, but you want to maintain at least the illusion that you're going to run. And if you're down 17 points, like, not a whole lot of teams are to care if you run. They want you to run. Yeah. And so the way they're built now, they can say, okay, we listen, we can still run our game. We can still threaten to run. We can still run if we want to. And we just have a feeling that you know the defense is going to steal back a couple of these possessions. So I think I don't know if that's it. Maybe the team has just grown together, but I think confidence sure. in the defense is probably a, a big part of that. I think also, you know, you, you talk about like the slow starts and things like that, but the other on the other side of that coin, and we did this against the Rams and we've done this a couple of times this year, like the long sustained drives that we're taking up, you know, eight minutes in a quarter, like that is phenomenal because you're not only tiring out their defense, but like you're just getting more of that confidence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sucks when it ends in like a field goal or, or something like that. But, you know, I think like that, if you are able to get that machine going, and like get it to as perfect as possible. I mean, that's a damn good football team. Like, cause mm-hmm. they're scary. Cause there's honestly, you know, we're starting to look towards the playoffs and looking at teams. And I go, listen, I'm not gonna be like cocky and be like, mm, yeah, it's like we're gonna defeat everybody. But like, I'm looking at these teams, I'm like, I don't think there is anyone that I should be like terrified of because I think that every single one of like those teams can be competed against, especially with what this season has been. Yeah. And I think for me, a big part of it too, is just, I mean, the ways you can win, like it's, it's, you don't, if it's, if it's not a shootout, you don't have a chance, you know, like, yeah. the, like that kind of thing. If you're built a certain way, you think of like the Titans. I remember the Titans saying like, you know, that game last year, I guess AJ Dillon nuts in like, we knew what the defense was going to do. We yep. just couldn't take advantage. And the reason they couldn't take advantage is because like the offense just went nuts and the Titans weren't built for shootouts. Like they're built to win one very specific way, which is it turns out yeah. was just Derrick Henry, just Derrick Henry all the time. But the Packers can, they can win shootouts. They can win low scoring games they can run you know they can run on you so they can win these kind of like slower playoff games when it gets cold weather yep. like it's just it's that how how many ways it's not even just how many ways you can win it's how many ways can you threaten the other team because that then opens up these other things but we've seen this this team is built like and they can win multiple different ways and that's that's huge if the game isn't going the way you want to do you've got the ability to pivot and you've got the pieces to pivot and you've got the quarterback that knows how to operate whatever system you feel like throwing at him at this point so it's uh yeah Oh, it's exciting, man. I'm I'm with you. I was I was kind of scared of the Rams. I was like, the Rams are the one that kind of gets me. And I think the Niners with the Niners coming up, that might be my new team. I'm kind of scared of. But uh, in the back of my head, I was like, it's still Stafford, man. It's still Stafford. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what, Tom? It's still Stafford. It was still Stafford. It was still yeah. I mean, and it, like that's the thing too. Like you had major turnovers, like Rashawn Gary getting us. Like you missed Rashawn Gary in that Vikings game tremendously mm-hmm. because it's next man up to a point. Right. And then it's like, Oh, there's, there's no one else. <laughs> like, there's, there's no one behind me anymore. They're getting Bahorquez to come in and like, you know, rush the, the QB. <laughs> but, you know, I think that that's honestly the exciting thing for me. Like we finally got to our bye week and what's in front of us, you know, three out of the next five games are at home, you mm-hmm. know, or three out of the five games left are, are at home. You know, they're, they're not the easiest opponents. Definitely not. But you know, you, you're, there's starting to be those rumblings of Z coming back, Bakhtiari coming back, you know, Jair coming back. And you're like, holy crap, man. Like, even if they are up to 100% by the playoffs, like just by then, like that, 
that it adds such a huge boost. And like, there's, there's a lot of confidence. Like I had, I had confidence in this team last year to go to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. And then looking at this year, I'm like, yeah, like it's, it's starting to feel extra special, you know, last dance, the whole nine yards, but I don't know. I'm getting that warm, fuzzy feeling inside. <laughs> yeah. The, I saw the Z stuff today and there's a the report. I don't know if that's been, been fully uh, vetted yet. The Jair as well. But I mean, I know Z posted on Instagram and I was like, man, if they get one of those guys back, yeah, that's a huge boost. If they get all three of those guys back, because I mean, you said next man up to a point and that's, I mean, that's absolutely true. Cause I, that's one thing I have a problem with the it's next man up. It's next man up. Yeah. But if you're starting your fourth string guy, like he's not going to be as good as your first string guy. Yes. But even then, like, like Josh, Josh, Iman's out there pancaking Aaron Donald. So like, <laughs> you know, I don't like, what do I believe? I don't know what and, to believe. And th- but that's, what's crazy to me, right? Like you have Josh going out there. You have Rasul Douglas, who's making pick sixes and game winning interceptions. You know, Eric Stokes is playing well Mm -hmm. you know they didn't play well again obviously against the vikings you know there was there was some burning that was going on but for the most part like elton jenkins goes down and i'm like oh crap like yeah no that was the piece like you can't lose him whatever you lose you can't lose lose jenkins we're screwed down and that's why i was afraid of the rams game because i was like oh man how's that defensive line yash Mm -hmm. like no i got this like we're good we're good and i like again is that just the player is that the scheme is it everything so i'm like oh man they're just gonna be getting that ball out quickly but no they were having long sustained drives running in the interior and like i think it just makes this team like super special man yeah it is and and i mean you talk about i mean the gudikins being kind of the moves he makes and this is something i know i've I've talked about a bunch since since he replaced uh ted thompson rip has just been this uh this constant churn at the bottom of the roster like whether that's off season whether that's in season it's always like practice squad like a lot of those like that bottom of the roster he's constantly churning he's constantly looking at guys and you're pulling guys in and sometimes it don't work you get a guy like jalen smith was there like what three weeks and played in essentially one game or something <laughs> and i was like okay even at the time I was like oh i don't think he's going to be great yeah but if he is when you know you've got these other linebackers that have performed well in the system like that that'd be amazing if he if he hits and he's one year and he is he recaptures what he was like two years ago that's amazing and if he's not like who cares you just cut him because they've shown they'll do that and so it's yeah. i think the way this roster is built and like this just constant churn we're gonna pick up this guy we need it we kind of have a need here we need some depth here to pick that guy up and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but they're all like constantly looking to improve and it's shown up i mean campbell was sitting there in july man Devonder Campbell was sitting there in July and he looks like an all pro. Like it's, it's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> I It's that value, right? Because like when everyone was like, oh man, go get Stefan Gilmore, like go get him right now. And then they pick up Rasul Douglas like that day. And people were like, <laughs> like my, the DMS were not good. Like the it's, DMs also, it's were, troll jobs, man. It's, it just feels like it's always a troll. We made a move. Listen, we got a cornerback. We, we made, and now like, He's had a pick six. He's had a game winning interception, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and again, it's not perfect, but I mean, considering we have lost our all pro corner, Mm -hmm. we lost basically our second corner and Kevin King, you know, who's been playing pretty well besides the Vikings game. Yeah. You know, you have that and you're like, oh man, the secondary is going to get decimated and it hasn't like it. it, They still have kept a level of play to be at, at the least competitive and at the most like aggressive. Yeah. And I mean, I think Douglas is Douglas is interesting because he's made those big plays. He's like, he's not great. Like he's, he's perfectly fine. Like you said, he was there. He's doing, he's doing yeah. his job. He's limited. I don't think he's a guy that like, well, we need to extend him. Cause when you get all those pieces back, like he's, sure. you know, CB four, CB five, something like that. But 
like you said, he stepped in and he's played like you have to put a body there. And Rasul was a, was a body like his pick six. Like he read that really well. He read that extremely well. The yep. interception he's made huge plays and he's been burned a couple of times. That's going to happen with a guy you just picked up off the street. Exactly. And beyond that, you know, he's been tremendous for some of the like, you know, Zool, the, the Ghostbuster Zool memes has been it's, 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 been it's worth been. worth the price of signing alone just for the memes. That's it. I mean, that's honestly maybe that's why Goody's just doing it at this point. He's just like, listen, you know, everyone was all upset with me in the offseason. So now we're just going to do it for the kids. Like, hello, fellow kids. Like, we're doing it just for the memes now. They're just they're workshopping names. Like, what about this guy? They haven't signed it. D Virgin yet. That's coming. That's, that's coming. coming. Oh, no, that's video. that. That is that is he won't be. But yes, that that is absolutely. So <laughs> as we kind of make this uh, this final stretch uh, to to get there, you know, sitting at number two uh, mm-hmm. in the entirety of the NFC, we need the Cardinals to drop a game. You know, Bears aren't going to do it, but we need them to drop a game, which is very possible because they have a couple of matchups that are going to be a little bit difficult for you in previous years. I think home field advantage was one of the most important things for the Packers. I mean, how many years were we like, got to get one of these at home, Mm got to get one of these at home, got one last year and came close and came close, you know, and the Buccaneers were the Buccaneers this year. Do you put as much importance on it? Um, you know, as the one seed securing that home field advantage, or is there obviously you want it, but like, mm-hmm. is there a little bit more flexibility there based on the way that this team has played that you're like, you know what, if we got to go to Arizona again, or, you know, if we got to go to Dallas again, oh, let's go to Dallas. you know, like <laughs> there's a little bit more confidence than there might have been in previous years is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you always want the one, I mean, especially with whatever seven teams, it's the only team with a bye. And so like, yeah. I'll take, I'll take the, I don't even care if, about the home games, but give me, give me the bye, please God, give me the bye with the way yeah. injuries I've hit. Right. But like, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm like you, I think I am, I'm confident that they can win. Like you look at that top tier of teams, I'm confident they can go anywhere. If they go into, if, if they go, if they have to go into Dallas in the playoffs, it's going to be a bloodbath. Like, cause it's, it, it, something always insane happens. There's going to be just an absolute bloodbath. God bless it. God bless it. I've got, I've got my mug. Uh, that's from the, um, uh, there we go. The Jordy there Nelson touchdown uh, in, in that Super Bowl there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I'd love to see him play at home cause they are, I mean, they're built in a way that again, like people have been saying it, well, off season, you don't want to tackle AJ Dillon when it's like two degrees outside. You don't want to tackle him when it's seventy, but you especially no. don't want to tackle him when it's two. But like, I, I am confident they can win. They can win anywhere. Like, this is a team that can win a bunch of different ways, and they can win anywhere you put them. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, listen, we got we got some season left. We got we got five games left, and then and then the real season starts. But. um I think it's exciting stuff to be a Packers fan. Mm-hmm. And then we're just not going to look at next year and pretend it doesn't exist because right. I need this. Bestie, <laughs> I, I need this right now. <laughs> Listen, both of us, brother. It's like, but what about that cap? Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> we're not I hit, I hit that point uh, this past off season a lot. And it was like, well, I don't know if it's sustainable. Like, listen, brother, I got a whole season. I don't care if it's sustainable. <laughs> Is it sustainable for this season? Will we yeah. have a team this season with these players? Yep. All I care about right now. Listen, all I care if about. we get a Super Bowl out of this, this house of cards, like I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's either going to stay up or come crumbling down either way. So I'm just going to enjoy whatever the season brings at this point. That's it, baby. <laughs> That's it. Dusty. I, I appreciate you as always, buddy. Gracing us with your presence. Can you tell the people uh, where they can find you? All the things that you do. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dusty Evely. Anything I post, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up over there. And like Tom said, I'm I don't know everywhere else. She said TV on Wednesdays, Packer Report Tuesdays and Wednesdays. 
uh, Substack whenever I feel like it. That typically tends to be Thursdays. And I've been kind of been trying to record videos for that. I don't care for my voice. And so I don't love it. And I don't show my face on them. But it allows me to kind of talk through uh, some more things. And the, the, the people seem to like it. So I'm, I'm keeping that up. And I tend to gather those at the end of the week and post those uh, over on uh, Substack uh, at the end of the week. Love it. Love it. I, I highly recommend checking Dusty out, especially if you want to like kind of take that next step, you know, into the depend. You don't got to go all the way in. You know, you still can have the floaties on, but dip a toe, yeah, just dip a toe, man. Just touch it out. Just touch it out. But a buddy, a pleasure as always. Appreciate you. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. Have you on, man. Absolutely. Folks, thanks so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassley. And as always, go back, go. Blow up.